all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. What a day that shall be when our Lord Jesus, we shall behold him. How many believe that that day is coming? Amen. Now, let's just and God bless you musicians. Brother Chetty just indicated to me that uh, this today it is his uh, 26th year anniversary with his wife and they want to thank God. Amen. Amen. I think you can clap better than that. Amen. You know, there is a, a generation that even without God knew that he when something is broken, it must be fixed. Amen. And there is a generation that has got a disposable mentality, uh, disposable cups. The reason it is disposable is that once you are, you are done with it, you throw it into the next bin. Amen. Disposable plates, disposable cups. Uh, cutlery, but uh, I believe that in God there is nothing disposable. God can fix things. 
Amen. So, what is happening? We appreciate it. You see, people that are in marriage for a long haul. For a long haul. Not, an, uh, not until there is a, a job crisis, but for a long haul. How many married people are in the building that are into it for a long haul? Amen. Amen. I hope none believes in disposable approach. Amen. God bless you richly. Uh, we just want to say may God continue to strengthen them and preserve them. Amen. Now, let's read. Brother Philip, how long have you been married? 35. Okay. Amen. Amen. So, we are, we are saving you data than to go and say Amen. Then to go on the internet and say uh, marriage tips. And you have got these different pages. You can just pull Brother Philip aside and say marriage tips. Or Brother Chetty and say marriage tips. Amen. Uh, Stellarin, how long have you been married? And you and Brother Fanny? 27 years. Uh, 27 plus. 26, how many years? Yeah? 56, 55, 53, 20, uh, 26, and amen. Amen. It's how many? 53 years. Uh, plus 35? 38. 88. Okay. Uh, brother, but how long have you been married? 18. Can we add 18? 106. Brampayan is not yet. Stampayan, how long? Can you add 21? Eh? 127. Okay, okay, okay. Where is this brother uh, Andrew here? Brother Andrew, how many years? 18. 18. Can you add 18? 145. You see, if I can keep on adding. We've got over 200 years of marriage experience in this church. And Google only came 1998. <laughs> Amen. So go to the right people for advices, not on Google. Amen. Are you here, young ones? Amen. God bless you richly. And they're still happily married as far as I know. Amen. It is enjoyment, not endurance. Now, Psalm 82. I think we can read it together. 
God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. I believe we are the mighty, not the weak. He judgeth among the gods. God among the gods. Verse 2. How long will ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked seller? Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Read them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They will walk on in darkness. And in darkness, all the foundation of the earth are out of the curse. I have said, Ye are gods. And all of you are children of the Most High God. I think you can read the very verse, but in reverse, that the children of the Most High God are the gods. Amen. Do you see that? All right. Amen. I think we are going to have an inauguration now. Let's do Psalm 115, verse 16. The heaven, the heaven, and even the heavens are the Lord's. That's God's territory. But the earth hath he given to the children of men. Kept the heaven for himself, gave the earth to the children of men. Why? Because he is the God of heavens. And we are the God of... Come on, believers. We are not Jehovah Witnesses. We are the God of the earth. Amen. That's partnership. God said, I will control here. You control here. As long as you abide with my weight. Shall we pray? Gracious Heavenly Father, we are very much thankful this evening uh, for having made it possible for us to meet in the manner that we have met it here, God. Such a, a chilly weather outside, but we thought as much as it is cold, it would be better that the weight would come and warm our souls. And that is why we are here, dear God. It takes dedication commitment for one to be able to walk through such a weather and I believe that they are not here to be enticed by a man. It is because they mean business with God because they would have never made such a sacrifice unless they mean business with you, dear God. And so as a result, 
I know you will bless them abundantly, dear God. And Lord, in battles that they may engage in, may you step in and resolve their issues so that, dear God, they cannot be shamed by the world. The world should be able to see that the promise has been fulfilled in their lives. Which promise? The very one that you uttered through your human lips that I will be with you and even in you until the end of time. For that, dear God, we just want to appreciate you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you richly. Amen. We are not going to be long. I just want to speak on I will say a partnership between God and men and then the subtitle would be uh, Godship. Amen. The partnership between God and men and the subtitle would say Godship. How many believe that man is important in God's economy? Amen. Amen. At no point in time when angels fell, God accepted the status quo. It is what it is. They are fallen. There isn't much that I can do. Uh, It is their choice and kicked them out. And uh, their estate in heaven, he abolished it. And as a result, there is no more place for them in heaven anymore. Amen. But when men fail, God said, never said it is, what, it is for what it is. He actually came down because it involved him. Are we together? I will already tell you that between an angel and a son or a daughter of God, the son and a daughter of God, they have... Uh, there is a, it is it is an important relationship. Are we together? Amen. Now, servanthood is not eternal, but sonship is eternal. Angels are servants. We are sons and daughters. It is a spiritual genetic relationship. Are you still with me? Now, I want to speak on this but maybe let's bring another scripture here, brothers, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 5. Actually, let's start with Genesis 1, verse 26. Genesis 1, verse 26, just to... Uh, Build up. Amen. We can still the Bible study tonight. We can read it together. And God said, Let us make men in our image. Amen. And the theologians or the people that believe in Trinity, they looked at this verse and said, When it was saying us, it is referring to God to the Father, God to the Son, God to the Spirit. There is no such. Amen. 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 
Remember, Brother Brennan says, as Elohim, he was the self-existing one. Then he says, he became Jehovah. Actually, he says he became God. From Elohim, then he became God. As soon as he created angels and they worshipped him, then he became God. Then he became Jehovah. Brother Abraham says Jehovah is a family name. Are you still with me? Then he became flesh. He became a savior. Are you still with me? That family, and the Bible says all the, the family in heaven is named after Christ. And the family on earth is named after Christ. Are we together? And we have come to know that before this body, if you can just reduce this monitor, before this body, there was another body. Are you here? Before these churches, there was another church. Amen. The Bible calls it the church of the firstborn. Now, when he was Elohim, he had attributes. And when he became the Logos, Brother Brim said the Logos has got a part. That part is the bride. Let us make an image. Let us make men in our own image. In that us, you and I are included in that us. But not in the fleshly form, but in the attribute form. Not even in the spirit form, in an attribute form. Because later we are going to check, because the man that was created then became a spirit form, from an attribute to a spirit form, from a spirit form to a flesh form. Are you with me? Let's continue. Let us make men in our image. After our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. And over the fowls of the air. And over the cattle. And over all the earth. And over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And so God created a man in his image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And now when you check, the Bible says God is a spirit. Are we together? Yes. Then it says male and female created he them. Then Brother Brenham comes, he tells you that the church and the groom were never separated. The first time they were separated, it was on the cross. Are you with me? The first time where the groom and the bride were separated, he says it was on the cross. That means when he was Elohim, where was the bride? Where was the bride? When he became the Logos, where was the bride? When he became the pillar of fire, where was the bride? When he became flesh, where was the bride? Then on the cross, they were separated. Are you with me? That's why I say 
male and female created he them. Let's continue. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. In Africa, here in Africa, some thought that they were going to fulfill this literally. Uh, yes, even in the message. Are you still with me? I know I'm speaking to a mixed audience. Uh, but go and consult your book, Who is this Melchizedek? When he was dedicating babies, he made a remark and said, uh, I was due to dedicate my own grandson, but I told Bill that when God said, multiply and replenish the earth, the whole burden was not only on his shoulders. Uh, hallelujah. Amen. And it's up to you to read between the lines. Yes, we've had, we've had fanaticism in the message. Uh, uh, people trying to put weights into Brother Brenham's mouth. But uh, let me not be tempted to go there, but you read between the lines. The lines. It's not your responsibility. Amen. God gave us the, the brain. With the brain, we're playing better. I'll leave it at that. And subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea. And over the fowl of the air. And over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Just jump to Genesis 2, verse 5. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth. And every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had caused it to rain, had not caused it to rain upon the earth. And there was not man to till the ground. Genesis 1 created he male and female. Created man in his own image and after his own likeness. Genesis chapter 2 says there was no man to till the ground. Amen. Amen. Now, let's jump to 7, verse 7. Right here, verse 7. Don't move. And the Lord God formed men of the dust of the ground. Genesis 1 created men. Genesis 2, there was no man to till the ground. Then, therefore, God formed men. Now, you, you see, uh, I, I'm challenging anyone, anyone 
that would want to think that they can bring something better than the message, I'm willing to have a coffee with them. Because there are many questions that I have that were answered by the message. And if they can bring something that can answer better than the message, I'll be the first one to say, guys, let's accept this thing. Let's leave this message. There is no nothing in the end time that has answered the questions that people have had except the message of the out. Are you here, people? And remember, people, 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 whenever they dispute against Brother Brenham, they are using history to dispute the prophet. They are not using scriptures to dispute the prophet. I mean, if I tell you this city was formed in 1958, so I'm told. But if I can just start and say, actually, it was not 1948, it was actually 1928. Who's going to debate with me? Because the first thing I say, were you there? You bring a document, I say, how sure are you about this document? Who wrote the document? Let's refer to the page. So historically, we can debate. But biblically, we cannot debate. Are you still with me? That's why anyone that can say this message is, we're going to say, hang on. Tell us the right to true baptism. Tell us the script, the truth on marriage. Are you still with me? But Genesis chapter 1, there was a man. Genesis chapter 2, there was no man. Are you with me? And when you read it like a newspaper, then you walk away and say, it contradicts itself. Like the way I say one day I'm going to preach on the dovetailing of the four Gospels because Luke recorded events, John recorded events, Matthew recorded events, and when you don't read that by revelation, you will think that there is contradiction, especially when it comes to the death of Judas. Are you with me? Now, There was a man in Genesis 1. And there was no man in Genesis 2. And that is the truth. The man in Genesis 1, uh, I don't know whether I should give an example. If we say there is no man on Mars, are you with me? There is no man on Mars. It doesn't mean that there is no man on the earth. Are you with me? So if if we say there is no man, the second question would be where? There is a man where? Genesis chapter 1, when he created that man, that man resided in a certain dimension. But that man could not interact with another dimension. A spirit dimension may not interact with a natural dimension. The spirit man lives in a spirit dimension. The natural man lives in a natural dimension. Are we together? Are you still with me? Then he formed man out of the dust. And that man had five senses. And the formation, now you've got formation. Then you had creation. And now the Bible says, and 
He breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Are you still with me? Now, let us check what type of breath is this. Because Jehovah Witnesses, they think that it was the breath that we are breathing. Are you still with me? Uh, and Brother Bram says in Blasphemous Names, paragraph 184, I want us to check that breath. He says, but here, Jehovah Witnesses, in their book, it says that the breath that you breath is the soul. Now, that cannot be right. The breath that you breathe is not soul. Hallelujah. These are interesting because a lot of... Um, and Pentecostals. Pentecostals, if you want to see a Pentecostal being out of his wits or coming to the wits end and being frustrated to convince a man, put a Pentecostal and a Jehovah Witness in one room, it's going to be chaos. Are you with me? And if you want to frustrate another Pentecostal, put a Pentecostal and a Seven Adventist, you're going to see a match. Because Seven Adventists, they read. Are you with me? But you put a message believer with any other person, oh, the message will always come out victorious. Amen. And we, we, we know how even to fish them. Amen. It says that the breath, Jehovah Witness say that the breath that you breathe is the soul. Now, that cannot be right. The breath that you breathe is not soul. The reason I brought seven Adventists is because they believe that the soul does not have consciousness. And those that you remember, we once enjoyed in this town, we used to have lovely fellowship with seven Adventists. We met many of them as a church to a church. We used to have Friday, was it Friday and Saturday nights where we would come and have a fellowship, allow their pastor to preach to us and give him a slot and then I would come and preach. It was interesting. Then there would be questions and answers. But I remember one even lost his mind when we showed that the soul has got consciousness that after the death of the rich man and Lazarus, they went into another dimension and the rich man remembered where he was. <laughs> then we said Samuel was dead. But after death, the wish of Endo called him from death and the Samuel was still a prophet. I remember one lost it and said, why is this verse in the Bible? <laughs> Amen. Then we, message believers, say, we are glad that for every Bible question, there is a Bible answer. Yeah. Hallelujah. Now, the breath that you breathe is not soul. If it is, you are one time, you are, you are one kind of soul, because if you, what you breathe, you claim is the soul, uh, what happens when you move from, because the air is not the same, you go into certain areas, there is pollution. You go into certain areas, there is a cleaner air. What are you going to move? Are you going to say you have one soul when you are in a certain area and another soul when you are in a certain area? It's just a bunch of nonsense. Are we together? The breath is wind. Wind is what you breathe into your nostrils. Now, they take the scripture from back and God breathed the breath into his nostrils. He became a living soul. Now, I want to ask you something. If he was a man, what kind of a breath was he breathing? Before God breathed his breath of life into him, what kind of breath? 
He was breathing, living men. Well, if that, was, if that be so, then every animal is a living soul. Because they breathe a human soul if you claim that the breath is the wind, our soul and all together. Then Jesus wouldn't have had to die. The animal sacrifice would have been sufficient. Brother, the argument does not stand. But what God did, he breathed the breath of eternal life. Then he became a living soul, a soul that can never die. We are going to get into the honey now. He says, breath the breath of eternal life into his nostrils. He became an eternal soul. God breath, not what nature did, but what God did. Breath the breath of life into his nostrils, and he became a living soul. Then you say to me, Adam died, brother Bram, but I remember before Adam died, he had a lamb that redeemed him. Hallelujah. Those he knew, he has called. He got a lamb to redeem them. He was a type. Adam fell. Then the lamb was provided for Adam because already in his nostrils, he had become the breath of the eternal God and he became a living soul. He was a son of God. Are we together? Not his breath as in African weight. I don't know what the Greek word for it right now, but the African way, they call it Amoya. Brother Brum wanted to say Moya, which means the wind, an unseen force. Animals breathe Amoya, sinners breathe Amoya. Then why would we struggle for eternal life if that's the eternal soul breathed into us by breath? Are we together? He says, do you see it backfires? But God specifically Upon Adam breathed the breath of eternal life, and he became an eternal person with God. He had power like God. That breath that he was breathed into him made him eternal as God is eternal. He had power like God. He was an amateur God. He was God of the earth, not God of heaven. God of the earth. And someday, the sons of God will again become gods. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you believe that someday the sons of God will again become gods? And today I don't want to say someday and say this day the sons of God are now becoming God. Amen. Are you still with me? Stay with me. I don't want to lose you. Now, Let's put it this way. In the message, adoption, paragraph 76, he says, and now this may just choke you to death. Amen. If you are not an eagle, it may really choke you to death. But if you are an eagle, it's a, it's, it's, it's a honey in the rock. But did you know that men that are sons of God are amateur gods? Are you still with me? Men that are sons of God are amateur gods. How many ever knew that? How many knows Jesus said so? The Bible, Jesus said, did, you, did not your law say itself that ye are gods? We have just read in the book of Psalm where it says ye are gods. Which God said in Genesis 2 that they were gods. 
because they had full domain over the dominion of the world. He gave him dominion over all things. And he lost his godship. He lost his sonship. He lost his domain. And Satan took over. But brother, we are waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God who will come back and take over again. Are you still with me? Adam, what did Adam lose? He lost the sonship. He lost the godship. He lost the domain. And I'm here to report that the message of William Brenham is here to restore men back to what he has lost, which is dominion, which is godship, which is sonship. Are you still with me? Why? Because ye are gods. I, I know it's a bit uh, uh, difficult to swallow. The son of a dog is? The, that's the law of reproduction. The son of a dog cannot be a horse. The son of a horse, the horse produces a horse. A dog produces a dog. Are you together? A sheep produces a sheep. A god must produce gods. Are you, that's the law of reproduction. If he is God and he produced you, then you've got his nature in you and it is within the laws of God. But again, we need not to go overboard with it where somebody takes it and begins to get other people to rally around him and worship him. You are a God of your environment. He is the God of heaven. He still needs to be worshipped. He still needs to be praised. You need not to be praised. But you are a God of your environment. And if you are a God of your environment, you need to take, have a dominion over your environment. Are you still with me? He says, we are waiting for the fullness of time where the sons of God will come and take it again. When the pyramid gets to the top, when the full sons of God will be manifested when the power of God will walk again, walk out and will take every power that Satan has got away from him, say it belongs to him. This power that we lost, it belongs to us. Are we together? Are you still with me? Now, in the message, the fundamental foundation for faith, Brother Brenham says in this message, he says the only thing that hindered the human race today from being superior and controlling like they did in the beginning is because that the power lines of the outlet of God made in the human being has been clocked up. Are you with me? I say this reverently. Sometimes the theology and church doctrines have clocked up your faith line, clocked up your lines till you have been taught that those things can be, and that's put a block in the way. Are you still with me? But what are we, what, what are we anyhow? How we get here? What are, are we here for? Did you ever think of those things along those lines? We are human beings. We are made, what made us human beings? What made us different from anything on, on earth? Brother Branham plays his, his throat as human being. No matter what a state a man is, he is yet a son of God. No matter how sinful he is and how far he is, he is a fallen son, but yet 
He's a son of God. I'm not giving you a blank check to go and sin. Because if you sin, there's going to be a penalty that you pay. But Brother Bram tells us that when a son of God, he says, a son of God, when they backslide, they don't lose. They lose the fellowship, but they don't lose the relationship. Are you still with me? But in the absence of fellowship, then you are going to suffer the consequences of your decision. But it does not change the fact that you are a son of God. Are you still with me? And what, how will we know you will return back into the fold? A son of God can never be comfortable in the world. He may backslide and go and enjoy for a moment. But at the right time, he is returning back into the fold. Why? Because sonship is never being changed. Are you still with me? Now he says, he may never accept it. Let me just jump here. He says, man, man was made as a secondary God on earth. If we say something is secondarily, it means there is something primarily. Hallelujah. There is a primary God and there is a secondary God. And the primary God is the God of the universe. But the secondary God is the son of the same God. Are you still with me? I, I, I hope we are together. He, he, this secondary God, he was given the power to control all things. When you've got the desire to control all things, you're not a control freak. It is your natural nature to be in control of your environment. Are you still with me? All the elements of the earth. That was Adam. Adam. Adam was given these great powers. Then the power that he was given to make himself is where he fell. The power to make himself is where he fell. That means when he said multiply and replenish the earth, God addressed them when they were still in the spirit form. Re- multiplying replenish the earth. He was not referring to this beast. He was referring to a man in his perfect condition. And Brother Branham says, a man was supposed to come upon the face of the earth, not by sex desire, but by the spoken weight. Are you with me? And Brother Branham says, it will happen again. This is in your marriage and divorce. He says, God will speak his sons and daughters from the dust of the earth. Are you still with me? And Adam could speak to the winds, and it would stop. He could speak to the trees, they would obey him. He could speak to the wildlife, it would obey him. He never ran away from the snake. He never ran away from the lion. He never ran away from the elephant. He named them. And whenever he named them, God agreed with Adam. Because his mind and the mind of God were in sync. Are you still with me? It was not God that said, this is an elephant. It was the God of the earth that observed the nature of that being and said, that's an elephant. Then the God of heaven said, amen to that. And I don't know, even today, it depends on how you name your challenge. If you say, this is nothing, then the God of heaven will say, this is nothing. You have, got, you have been given power to name things. That is why we are very jittery with medical science because they keep on coming with fancy weight. But to us as believers, 
Those are not fenced away. It's a demon. Hallelujah. And if it's a demon, it must be cast out. Are you still with me? But if you give it a nice term, you, you warm up to it. Until you break about it and say, you know, I've got this condition. Brother Bram say a human being was made to be a temple of the living God. No demon has got a right to reside in the body of a believer. If there is a demon, we have got the right to call out for what it is and say, Satan, get out of this body. Are you still with me? Now we say, Adam was given all these powers. Adam could speak to the winds. It would stop. He could speak to the trees and they would obey him. He could speak to the, the wildlife. It would obey him. He could speak to the waters. Ever what it was, everything obeyed Adam. Are you still with me? Everything obeyed Adam. Now, that is the beginning of man. That's what God gave him power over. Everything on the earth. Now, through the fall, he lost that power. Then he became unconscious of that fact. Hallelujah. When we say you become unconscious of something, that means it is there, but you are not aware of it. The fall made a man to be unconscious of this power. But I'm glad that the message has come to clear the amnesia. To remind you of your original state. To remind you of the power that you can tap into. To remind you that you've got power to create. To remind you that you've got dominion in every environment. Are you still with me? Today we are not unconscious. Today we are conscious. How do we become conscious? God today with Jesus. We could have an excuse and say, Jesus' birth was miraculous. He was a virgin born. But today God took a man born by sex desire. A child of Ella and Charles Brenham. And say, you can stop the wind out there in the wood. And say, let it be sunny for four days. What gave him that power? God was demonstrating that the Godship is now being returned to a man. Folks, uh, this message does not call you into a new church. It does not call you into a new group. It doesn't make you a better church member. This message reconnects you to the power line that we were disconnected from in the Garden of Eden. Hallelujah. Through the message, you can become an Adam in Whitbank. I heard myself correctly. Through this message, you can become an Adam in Whitbank. You can speak to nature, and nature will obey. You can speak to elements, elements will obey. You can speak to any spirit, it will obey. Because why? The power lines are no longer clocked. The message of the hour has unclocked it. Are you still with me? Now it says, he became unconscious of the fact. After after losing his relationship and friendship, and fellowship with the Father. And I'm asking a question today. Do you have a relationship with the Father? Do you have a relationship with the Father? Do you have a friendship with the Father? Do you have a fellowship with the Father? Folks, you need to speak like you believe it. Do you have a relationship with the Father? 
Because at that day, the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and truth. And you say you've got a relationship with the Father. Have you got a friendship with the Father? What does it mean to have a friendship? You can confide in the Father. And say, the Father, this bothers me. And your Father will be affected because he is your confidant. Have you got a fellowship with the Father? Hallelujah. Brother must say, fellowship is two fellows in one sheep. Hallelujah. So you can tell the God and say, we are into this together. If we sing, we sing together. Hallelujah. God will make sure that you don't sing because he will never want to sing. Relationship with the Father, friendship with the Father, fellowship with the Father. And if we've got that, we have exactly what Adam lost. And today, we can access the same power. He, then he lost that. And all his great channels became clogged up. He couldn't get through. He couldn't get through. But listen, do you believe this to be God's prophet? Do you believe that whatever he said was filtered by the pillar of fire? Are you ready for what he's about to announce? Now what Adam was in God. Now what Adam was in God. What was Adam in God? Amateur God. What was Adam in God? He had Godship. What was Adam in God? He had dominion. What was Adam in God? He controlled nature. Now the prophet said, now what Adam was in God, Christ has redeemed us back to that. This, this should give you, this should give you a jubilee. That what Adam lost, ah, look folks, the world has got a, a small room for pity. To feel pity for you. This world is harsh. It has harsh people. It needs a people that are revelated. People that are in control. People that are in charge. People that understand who they are. Where they come from. Where they are. And where they are going. Are we together? And your prophet comes and says. Everything that Adam lost. Or everything that Adam was in God. Christ has redeemed us back to that. A redeemer, to redeem anything is to bring it back to its original again. What does it mean? A man has been restored back to his original position again. We are not looking forward to have a dominion. We have a dominion. We are not looking forward to have fellowship. We have fellowship. We have a relationship. And therefore, we have an ownership. He will be the God of heaven. But it will be the God on the earth. Are you still with me? So time of crying is over. We've got to step to the fore and say, Satan, here is a challenge. All that Adam was in God, I have been redeemed back to that. If Adam can create, I can create. Are you still with me? In the message, all things are possible to him that believeth, paragraph 18, he says, you are the son of God. He says, if you are the son of God, you are like God. Hallelujah. I don't know whether you will to give. If you are the son of God, you are like God. He just speaks the word, it creates itself. Hallelujah. When you are a father, and you are a mechanic, maybe like Brother Michael. Then there is your car, you are busy there fixing the car. 
it is always a propensity of your children to come closer to your tools. And from time to time, while you are looking that way, they take a spanner and they are busy because they observe to the father. They've got the desire to be like their father. And when the father sees that, a real father become, has warmth in his heart that my children are coming my way. And I'm saying there are spiritual tools of the heavenly father and you as his children get closer to the tool. And what is the tool? The father speaks the word, believes the word, and the same way manifests itself. And in the end time, God is looking at you and say, be like me, my son. Be like me, my daughter. Speak to your situation and change your situation. Why? All oh, that Adam was in God. Christ has redeemed you back to that. Are you here? I, I, I feel that the, these channels are still clogged up here by church doctrine, by experiences, by background. I don't care about that. The word of God is here to defy the background, to defy a spirit, to defy the town, and return you back to your original position. You are not a victim here. You are a victor because God has restored you back to your original position. Folks, if the church can realize who she is, nothing will stand before the church. The problem, the church has become too religious. Instead of being too spiritual, instead of tapping into the power, believers have become victims. But I refuse that this evening. I refuse that this evening. Why? Because the power lines are now open. And if there is electricity and you want your gadget to access it, you need to plug in. And this evening I say, wherever you are, no matter the condition, there is a plug. Plug in and be connected back to the original power. Are you here? Are you here? And when it happens like that, then the Bible says, ask whatever you desire. Not what God desires, not what the pastor desires, not what the elderly ask whatever you desire. Oh, delight in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your own heart. That desire, we are not gonna believe on your behalf. You in your environment, you must be able to say, No, 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 no. I desire such and such. And in the name of Jesus Christ, God, make it possible. Because a son of God is like God. He speaks the word it creates itself. You've got to do exactly the same thing. My problem is message believers have got this powerful atomic bomb. But they are very sheepish around it. If I was speaking this message in a Pentecostal church, they were going to go out by next week. Someone will say, oh, I have a car. But I don't say have a car. I say tap into that power stream and be in charge of your environment. Not only tomorrow, but for the rest of your life. Are you here? I still feel that there is a wall that I must break. Because somebody say it's just a nice Wednesday sermon. Uh, when am I going to go home? Oh, you came here being defeated. You want to go back defeated. I'm not going to allow that. I'm here authorized by the word of God to break that wall and say you as a son of God, as a daughter of God, you are a secondary God. 
folks, if, you are a, if there is a school and the department comes and tells you you are a secondary principal, and they, <laughs> if they tell you that there is a secondary principal, you are looking forward and say, when is the principal going on leave? When the principal is late, you say, is it time now that I, I can sort out a few things? Because you know that I'm the second in charge. In the absence of the sun, the moon is in charge. In the absence of Christ, the church is in charge. And if God has made you a secondary God, the same thing that God can make, you can make. Are you here? Me, if they can say I'm a secondary principal, who? You'll be even waiting there and trying to say, you came late, why did you come late? <laughs> See me in my office. And if they undermine you, say, oh, I will sort you out. <laughs> By the time the principal comes, they find that the disciplinary hearing is busy because you undermine the secondary God. Amen. Hallelujah. You are a, the message is here to restore your God's shape. The Bible says, don't you know that you are God? Yeah. Hallelujah. Do, do you get the partnership? When angels fell, God remained. But when you fell, he said, no, 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 no. My partner is fallen. It cannot be business as usual. I'm going down there, not as an angel. I will put on a fleshly uniform because my partner fell in a fleshly uniform. I've got to redeem him or her in a fleshly uniform. And God, the creator of the universe, became a man. Came hungry. Became mistreated. Hallelujah. I believe, I don't know, I believe that there must have been times where Jesus looked at them and said, only if they knew what I'm capable of. I can, I can send this, way, this earth into an orbit and disorientate it. But what, what made him to be constrained? What made a man to come and spit on his face but never cast that man? Is because he realized I'm in partnership and this is for a long haul. I've got to go all the way to Calvary and redeem my partner. And when he hung on the cross, he said, it is finished. And he came and he said to the partners, I made you more than conquerors. I made you, not conqueror, more than conquerors. Are you here? Do you believe that? Do you believe that, church? Uh, do you believe that? Brother Abraham say, believe it. Accept it and act upon it. People believe it, some don't receive it. Some receive it, but they don't act on it. But today I say, we believe it. We receive it. And we will act upon it. Because power without being exercised is dormant. Are you still with me? If you want more quotations... The seventh seal brings him down to earth. Not this earth. This earth. Amen. Then under the seventh seal, your Godship is restored. Amen. You speak, things happen. And no one, Brother Brenham, when he said to Sister Haiti, say this, he was giving suggestions. He was not being prescriptive. It was at Sister Hetty's disposal to decide 
What am I going to ask for? Brother Branham, why would this happening? Sister Haiti in that room was elevated to a position of a secondary court. Because Brother Branham in the woods was elevated to a position of a secondary God. And the God of the secondary God was pleased that the minor gods can speak it and I will make it to materialize. This I know it is something that denominations will never preach because it borders on the border of being sacrilegious. But Jesus, when he was here, he says, don't you know that ye are God. And today I say, don't you know that ye are God? I'm a sure God. God bless you richly. Shall we stand to our feet? Be still and know that I'm God. Amen.
One more time. One more time. Amen. While you are going to give another one, Brother Andrew, if you can come and lead us in prayer. That's another worshiping song. Amen. evening father god almighty we are coming again before your holy presence tonight surely lord we can say like clopas and his friend on that day did not our hearts burn tonight as he spoke to us even though it is chilly outside but lord how warm it was in the house of the lord tonight as you spoke unto us lord heavenly father reminding us of what we were back there at the back part of the of God's mind. Father, we want to thank you tonight for removing the spiritual amnesia. Now we realize our positions. We can go with confidence and say to whatever demon is troubling the people, house of hell, make way for the children of the living God, that they can take their positions, that they can get into their positions, that divinely provided position. Father, we want to thank you tonight. Oh Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for having accepted to join in the plan of redemption though it was painful, though it was shameful unto you, but all the same Lord Jesus Christ, tonight we believe you were looking at 2,000 years old into the future and you were seeing people such as these ones and you said I will still go across to the cross of Calvary and pay the price to redeem them back to the position that they lost during Adam's time Lord we want to thank you for Bible day 
days are back here again. We want to thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for Malachi 4, for having him in these last days. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you also for having us in these last days that we are restored, Almighty One of Israel. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, tonight. May you continue, Almighty One, to speak to us in such a way. Lord Jesus Christ, tonight how we just pray as we remember our pastor and his family. Lord Jesus Christ, may you continue to anoint him. Lord Jesus Christ, that we will continue to partake at your table in this manner. That we might continue, Lord Jesus Christ, to feast from your bosom in this manner. Lord, we thank you tonight and we pray as we go to our various homes. Lord, we will not fear anything, be they accidents along the way, be they the thieves and muggers of this world. Lord Jesus Christ will bulldoze our way anyhow and say, Satan, you have no power over us for we can rule the situations around us. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for being so gracious unto us. We magnify your name. We bless your holy name. We thank you, Lord, tonight. In Jesus Christ's name, amen and amen. Amen. God bless you richly till we see you on Sunday. Uh, I'm excited to announce that, brother. Pastor Godwin Chizinde will be with us on the weekend of the 16th. Amen. Amen. God has just blessed us with a, I don't know, is it a spiritual charm? That whenever we want any minister, it's not, it's not difficult. They always say, yes, we are coming. Amen. So it's God's special favor. So. We're looking forward. He'll be coming along with his wife. I'm certainly looking forward to that weekend. Amen. Amen. God bless you richly. Remember, even in Zimbabwe, some pastors would say, how do you get him? Because we hardly get him. But God's grace is shining upon us. Amen. Amen. Give us a song till we see you on Sunday. Have a blessed week of what remains of it.